that's we never really thought about just going to win a championship. We got there just playing, you know, trying to play hard and taking those little two game tournaments, you know, just every single time and not thinking of not thinking ahead. To another episode of Behind the Lens with Roger Rojas. And on this episode, we have a two-time basketball national college basketball national champion. He was the 10th overall pick in the 2018 draft and a small forward for the Phoenix Suns. I would like to welcome Mikel Bridges. Mikel, thank you so much for coming on, my man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, bro. Bye. Yeah. So we met in the summer of 2018 uh, when you were prep, just getting in preparation for the NBA draft. You know, you're coming off a national championship with the Villanova in 2018. And let's not forget, you also won one in 2016 as a freshman. So, and that was a big deal because, you know, that was the first championship that was brought back to school since 1985. I want to touch on what was that like the first run around? And then what was it like winning another one? And to be able to do that at a school that not only what I would say has so much like spirit, school spirit, pride um so the first one I was a so I was a sophomore school-wise but I was a freshman as like playing wise so my first time playing and um it was just different you know just trying to find your way you know playing college basketball you're trying to find like how can you get minutes how can you play and uh you know the biggest thing for me being on court was just defending so I kind of took that on my wing just defending for me to go on that court is just to go out there and defend. So I just had that. Uh, just minutes kept getting, kept going up every game. Uh, like I just got, kept getting better and coaches got more trust as time went on. And then by the end of the year, I was like, what? I was the eight, like basically like the eighth man on a roster. But then by like the end of the year, I was like basically the first, I was basically six man, first man coming off the bench. So I kind of like, work my way up throughout the whole season, just keep getting better, keep getting better, keep defending, keep doing everything like that. So uh, that, that whole experience, just going, just going to what, Louisville, playing like Kansas, like in the uh, Elite Eight, like that, like it was, that was, I think that was one of the craziest games besides, besides the National Championship itself, that Elite Eight game. And, that Kansas game was probably one of my favorites. I think it was one of my best games. I think I had like five steals that game. But that whole experience was wild. And then obviously Chris's shot was like something you'll see like in a I movie. Like a show. Yeah. It's, it was just like perfect. Can we give for people for people that don't didn't watch that year for whatever reason, and if as if it wasn't played for like three weeks on ESPN, uh, can you give people context of the shot that you're talking about? All right, so we was in a national championship game, uh, Villanova versus UNC, and Marcus Page just hit a crazy three to tie it up with 4.7 seconds left. And so we had last ball, last chance, until unless we go to OT. And we ran this play that we run all the time in practice, and Ryan Archidiakno, point guard, drives, and then Chris Jenkins is behind him, so he passes behind him. And he just lets that thing go. And you can just tell by the reaction on our bench that a lot of us knew that ball was going in. And we kind of start getting our edge off, like, off the seats to kind of 
going up because it's like level. You got to go up the step a little bit, like on the bench. As soon as that went in, we just all bum rushed the court and just all went crazy. So, well, that's cool to know. So that play that was ran to hit the game-winning shot for the national championship was something that you guys have done many, many times, and it wasn't something he was like, hey, like based off what was going on in the game, he's like, hey, we're going to do something that we've been practicing forever on. 100%. And the funny thing is, we so we we go against it every day of practice. It's like at the end of practice, you know, and um, for situations like that. But we never let that – we never let that pass happen because we know. Like, we know that – we know, like, just – we know, like, I so never got that pass in practice. So, for people to know, so the point guard takes it down and the fifth man trails for a dish back, right? So yeah, the four-man, a four-man. A five four man. screen for the point guard. So, the point guard could go – they go, it could go middle, and then on the opposite end, there's like a pin down for the one wing to another wing to curl. So they can pass it there. Either point guard come off shoot, or they have a pin down on the opposite end. And then that, the kickback is the last option. That's like the last option. Okay. So, so in practice, we guard it so well, we know, we know the play. So we know, don't let him get a shot back there, switch everything on this side. And then just got to guard 1v1 when the point girl comes off. So we know, like, we know it. So we never, my four years, I've never, we never, that play never worked. Like, the behind, like, throwing it to Chris at the, like, for the four man that's trailing. Never, ever, ever got even a chance to throw the ball there because we're there. Did so you guys talk crazy. about that in the huddle? Was that a conversation like, yo, I'm going to take this shot? Was there anyone that said that? Or is it more so like people were just looking at each other, like, whoever's open's open? And whoever's open. And I'm on a bench, so I'm, you know, how Archie is. Archie hit a lot of game-winning shots. And I know, like, we know, we're talking to ourselves, like, at the end, I always thought, I thought Archie was going to shoot it. Like, I thought, because he loves that moment. He loves it. So I'm like, Archie, really? I think Archie's going to shoot this ball. Like, I had a feeling, like, Archie's going to shoot this. Archie's going to shoot this. And then they left Chris, and I, Chris always saying that he was, like, yelling at, like, yelling, Arch, 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 when he was, like, trailing behind him. So Arch, like, I feel, I'm telling you, if Arch probably didn't hear him, he would have shot. But like, he heard him. And Arch, like, just turned around and flipped it to him. So, it, it was crazy. It was just – it was just wild. Mix of emotions right there. Yeah, I would say it's you know, one of the most iconic uh, moments in college basketball, national championship. Because I even – I remember watching that play when um, North Carolina hit it, and people were focusing on MJ, who was, like, two rows back. You know, yeah. bugging out, going crazy. I really thought at that moment, the momentum felt like it was on their side. And then when that 100. play occurred and the way it played out, it was like, uh, it was like how you said, a fairy tale. You can't make yeah. it up, like to, at the buzzer. So, you know, you won one in 2016. And as you said, you were you redshirted your first year, but in basketball, you were a freshman your first year. What yeah. was the greatest team lesson that you took away from that first one that you believe that you took on to the next two years when you played your sophomore and junior year? Um, I think for that was taking it one game at a time, which we learned, like, just don't worry. We never thought about weird saying. We never thought about winning a championship. It was always just, like, each game at a time, like, keep winning. Like, it's always a two-game tournament. You play, like, Friday, Sunday, you know, Thursday, Saturday. So, it's always, like, win this two-game tournament next week, win a two-game tournament next week, a two-game tournament, and then you got – well, one. I think last two games is, is a championship. But that's – we never really thought about just go win a championship. We got there just playing, you know, trying to play hard. 
and taking those little two game tournaments, you know, just every single time and not thinking of it, not thinking ahead. So that's, I think we took that. That's what we did our, our 18 year, just two game tournament, two game tournament. And um, it's just funny because there's a lot of upsets 2018. There's a lot of upsets on the other side. So we kind of, two as players, we kind of uh, looked at each other. And I think it was Michigan and Loyola, I think, in the other side of Final Four. Loyola, so, Chicago. Yeah. So I think it was them two. And so we just we just played uh, my boy Javon Carter and his uh, West Virginia squad. That was the toughest game we had. Then we went to them, the Texas Tech, two defensive teams. So as soon as we beat them, especially West Virginia, it was like, we could we could beat anybody because their defense was crazy. I was like, yo, nobody's gonna defend us better than what they did. So uh all we really was talking about was like we get through this final four game against Kansas, the loaded Kansas team. If we get through this, I'm telling you, those other teams are not <laughs> not like Michigan, they're good. Like in Loyal Chicago playing off, you know, they're a good team, but they're playing off, you know, the tournament, all yeah. riled up, playing off that momentum. Right. If I was saying I was like, if we make it a championship, I'm like, none of those two teams, whoever, whoever wins, is not beating us. Like, I could put, like, on everything, they're not going to beat us. So we just have to worry about Kansas when we got there. It's like, Kansas is the one that is the toughest squad. Like, Kansas, you know, my boy DK, all of them, Malik Newman, all of them, like, they're, the boys are nice. And we just came out there, you know, luckily we hit every freaking shot. So it made it easier, easier to win. But, uh, that was – I remember just thinking about that in the Final Four. Like, we win this, so we, and we just keep what we're doing. We're definitely going to win a championship after that. I love that. Crazy, right? well, I want to I I fast forward to, you know, 2016. You know, we just touched on college, and we go to 2018 now. You're selected as 10th overall pick um, by the 76ers, and then you end up later on with the Phoenix Suns. And, you know, you did your thing where I want to touch on right off for coming off the bubble first ever, you know, NBA in sports history to unite a, a professional association under one house and have you guys yeah. camp down and doing what you did. Um, I can tell you are putting in the work during quarantine. Um, these, I'm just going to give you some numbers. I don't know if you know this. So in your three scrimmages, you were 16, 26, and 14. So this is a stat for perspective. In 78 minutes played over those three scrimmages, you were averaging 56 total points which is 25.8 points per 36 minutes. During that same period of during the season, you were averaging 11.5 per 36 minutes. (laughs) That's crazy. And now to throw it on top of that, you guys were the only unbeaten team in the bubble going 8-0. Unfortunately, you know, due to circumstances, not having uh, two other teams, Portland and I believe um, Memphis Memphis to to lose to get you guys in. Um, you guys still played phenomenal. And there was a video that I saw that I thought was so great. Your coach inside the locker room where he tells you guys like, yo, we're not the same team anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, people got to put respect on the name because you guys have gone through so much. And then especially in the bubble, you know, aside from, you know, the, someone who's highlighted a lot is Booker, where I think it's important to talk about people like you and everyone else on the team because it is a team effort. Like to go A to no mm-hmm. post quarantine, I believe is so impressive. Uh, just because of work ethic and you guys to have that synergy to come back. What was that like 
pre-games and post-games. Talking about was the same mentality. You know how you referred to two games at a time. Was it the same thing? One game at a time. Yeah. Was that the discussion in the in the in the locker room? Yeah, hundred percent. Like, uh, I think we already. I think we're probably already like three, three and zero, four and zero, and coaches is talking to us, and I was like, like, what does this feel like? And everybody that played, and it's yeah, we're all like tournament, and he's like, exactly, just like the tournament. It's pressure for us because we can't lose a game. As you saw, we won every single game we started making. So if we even lost, it was already – it wasn't even a chance. So we knew that we couldn't lose a game. So it's like the tournament, and all we could do is just take one game at a time. Can't look ahead, you know, really control what you can control at this point, you know. All we had to do was just do what we have to do at end because we can't – we can't control what the other team's gonna lose or win. You know, we control what we if we can win. You know, if we play hard. So, literally took it one game at a time, kind of like how we did in college. Just one game, steady, steady, and then, you know, just go out there play hard, and then whatever happens at the end, you know, it happens. But you gave it your all, and you did your best. So, that's what I think the biggest thing that we took away from that is that we didn't look ahead. We just kept whatever game we had, we play rest and then because we played every other day and then get ready for the next one locking to them rest locking the next team not thinking about oh we play them in a couple games just keep worrying about the next game so that's the biggest thing that coach really preached and that we took uh take, took advantage of i love that and what is one thing that you did as an individually consistently pre and post game um i love talking about routine because i believe that it's what you do today that influences tomorrow. There's only so much you can do in a day, but it's things that you do pre that prepare you for these moments. So uh-huh. what were you doing? Let's talk about quarantine. Like, what, what was that like? Were, were you like, yo, I was getting after it, you know, running on a treadmill inside my house? Were you outside? Like, what, what, were that, what was that like? Well, I didn't have a gym for a while, but the, um, when we had a facility, you know, the NBA – allowed us to, you know, use our facilities and stuff and come in during the week. And um, so we took advantage of that. Like with my coaches and stuff, it just got better every single day, got stronger. And just, it was, I was, trust me, it was tiring, you know, but it was like, you know, getting ready for the bubble. And I think when we first started, we didn't know if we were going or not. They were still debating if it was 20 or 22 teams. So we didn't know. So we're just working out, working hard, and just in case if we do make it, you know, we'll be ready. So just a lot of work putting in, you know, just getting ready and just trying to, you know, trying to be on my top game when we get there. I love that preparation. Do you still get butterflies before you play? Uh, yeah, it's like weird. It's like a, it's like a weird, like a butterfly is like a, I got like, you know, like you got, I gotta go, I gotta get going type. But definitely, you definitely always get the like little butterflies before a game. It's weird too. It's just, I remember I got, it was crazy when um, the first like scrimmage. You know, you haven't played in so long. You don't know how it's gonna go, and things like that. So that was definitely like, that was the toughest one. I think we played Utah too, and go, playing against Utah, I mean, really well coached, can defend. Offense is annoying to guard, so you really got to lock in. Or Donovan, and I know I'm guarding Donovan too, so I'm, I really got to lock in. Like, first first game back, 
Like, I'm supposed to be a defender. Like, I can't let them cook. So, like, <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going in the first one. So, uh, but definitely, definitely, the, definitely had a little bit of nerves and butterflies. But it was, like, excitement enough. I love that. I love that. What was what was it like? Um, you know, I love, you know, it, it's kind of crazy. Think about it. We just we're, I want to talk about the second buzzer beater that was, like, a big attention grabber, obviously, during the bubble. Uh, oh, yeah. Devin Booker, of course, <laughs> hitting that on Versus the Clippers, Paul George was pretty much like his nose was, his fingers were all up in his face. It was crazy. And what, can you talk about the play prior to that? What was the huddle like? And what was that? Was it like simple, hey, we're going to run this, get out of the way? <laughs> or is it more so similar to how you referred to in, in the college, you like running through, you know, different variations and kind of who is ever open, they, they, they know what to do. Um, uh, really, it was we all knew it was Booker's going to shoot it at the beginning. <laughs> like, I, like, trust me, yeah, yeah. I had no worries. I'm like, listen, we already got 30-something. Like, I'm not tripping, you know? But, uh, but yeah, we you know, you get a conference with him. Y'all got, trust me, we all say is give him the ball with, I don't know, like, depending on what, how close the score is, I don't know, like two minutes, nobody else should have that ball in, his hand, in the hand. Like, it's got to be him. Make him play make, like, you don't have to shoot every time, but he will find you. But just let him have the ball and him be the decision maker every single time. Especially if it's close under two minutes, give him the ball. So I definitely is that, is that a is that a team uh, kind of decision? Because you sound so confident in saying, I think that's so cool because it sounds like evidently with you, you're like, yo, I know my role, I know who we rock with, and who needs to be handling the rock. And you're just like, Devin's the guy. Shoot it or pass it, like you referred uh, to both just now. I mean, hundred percent. We, I mean, we been a whole ye- whole season with him. We know the man's an all-star, so trust me, he he needs the ball in his damn hands. So <laughs> we, we ain't tripping about nobody's complaining about him not or not like nobody having the ball. Like why can't we at like we know the dude already had thirty something like get keep having him have the ball. And so he's he averages twenty six and six for a reason. So just let him have the ball. And uh just be ready and stuff like that. But that shot was crazy. I mean I was under the rim, so I could see it going in. But that thing, that was wild. I'm sure the adrenaline, I'm sure, was running like no other. Oh, my gosh, yeah, screaming, hyper yelling. <laughs> Do you have a plan that helps you to, like, be best focused prior to games? Um, is there, like, a shooting routine? You know, I, I, I'm just so curious to know the, you know, we, we hear about it all the time. Again, I'm referencing routines. You're in the NBA, um, and you're someone who plays at a high level consistently. What are things that you do prior to the game that you believe has helped you? Um, so I was always, you know, always routine, shooting routine. You know, whatever my time is before the game starts, have that. I think the biggest thing is for me is, uh, like, the energy I have. I think sometimes if I'm too, like, too like locked in too serious like trying to really like be too locked in is not good for me some people can do that can i like can i just like sit there and be like in their own head like sit there and like not talk and just get their mind ready and i've, I've been i always try things like that but i just know that's not work for me i kind of be gotta be like you know having fun before the game start kind of being locked but also you know messing around with my teammates, kind of be happy and stuff. So my thing is just to be locked, you know, before the game starts, before we get back on the court for, like, the warm-ups, kind of, like, go through the scout, 
keep that little period when I stretch a little bit to go through the scalp, be serious. But then I want to court warming up. Then I'm more like free, having a little bit of fun, you know, but still locked in at the same time. So I think that's, I learned that, you know, I always try to figure out, especially being a starter, trying to figure out how to start games right. And the games that in the bubble where I didn't have good first halves and come back good in the second, it's like, why am I not starting off good in the first? Like, like why am I not starting off good in the first half and stuff like that? And I just talk to my sister coaches all the time. Like, why does it take – why do I have to get pissed at myself and play, like, BS in the first half to come out and score, like, 12 in the second half and defend it and stuff like that? Why can't I do that starting in the beginning? And then – because once I do that in the beginning, I'm automatically going to play well in the second half. So, I just like, I don't know why, but – Figure that on by like the last three games where I kind of, I still locked in, I'm more freely, and then I'll have like 12, 14 first half points and I'm defending, doing everything on the floor. So I'm like, now I know when the season comes back, because you forget, you know, you, you sometimes forget when the season ends and you've been starting, like, what's, what was your really, what, what was your routine? What were you really mm -hmm. like doing? You forget because you haven't played it since damn March or April, yeah, March. So, I'm, like, trying to remember in a short span, trying to remember. I'm, like, dang, what was I really, like, how was I acting and stuff like that? But then now I know for sure when the season comes back, whenever it comes back, I remember how the hell I'm going to approach every game and stuff like that to make me just play well from the jump. Do you have a mantra that helps you through that? Because that's, like, a you know, I would say any athlete at any level kind of goes through those struggles, right? But you're obviously playing on a larger platform where the pressure is even higher. Do you have something that you tell yourself to get through and be like, all right, Mikel, I need to wake up. I need to get, I need, I'm defending, but I need some offensive presence. Like, is there anything that you tell yourself to, to kind of get that switch turned on? Just like be aggressive. You know, sometimes I'll be stagnant where I'm just kind of like, don't want to mess up. And it's just like, be aggressive. Like you've been, you've been hooping your whole life. You, you know how to be aggressive. You've been, like I said, like even pre, like the, the scrimmage games, like you've been scoring, like you've been scoring, like you know what you have to do. Like this is why are you being, why are you being passive now? Like you just had blah, blah, like 16, 26. Like you just had that. Like what, what, what are you not confident about now? So kind of getting that back in my head, like, like I'm stupid. Like what am I doing? Like you know what you can do. So uh, just getting that back in my head just helps. I love that. Who inspired you to, to start playing basketball? Like, or, you know, that as like to be someone that, you know, you played college at a high level and then now in the NBA, who, who got that going for you? Was it your siblings or your neighborhood, friends? I Like, I always say my parents got me into playing the sports, but I don't know. I just feel like I always, I don't know, my mom played a big part of just putting me into all the camps, all like Sixers camps, all the other camps. Just taking the, you, showing you up. Yeah. yeah, when I was a kid, just taking me to all them little camps just to experience, you know, meet friends, all that stuff. But I don't know. I just always loved it. And just you have friends, too, that, like, you make friends that play basketball. So you guys be outside all day and everything like that. You just – it wasn't forced on me, you know. Like, a lot of kids, you know, just with their family, their sports are, like, forced on them. You know, like, they're forced. Like, I played – their parents played – in the NFL or NBA, and you know, they bring in their kids, like, gotta be athlete. Like, all them little kids working out, 
on Instagram and stuff. Like, like I like it, but in the day, like, like if they want to do it, they want to do it. They don't have to force it on them. But I just wasn't forced. I just my mom let me do whatever I want to do. I played every sport growing up. I tried every sport. I love football. I really did love football as much as I love basketball. But then I realized like you can play basketball throughout the whole year. Like you can just go to a basketball outdoor court and stuff like that. So like all the is time. That, is that one of the main – I wanted to ask you, if it wasn't basketball, what other sport would you have played if you would have tried to kind of push for a professional? Definitely football. I would definitely would have played football. Like I love football. I love football. It's like even to this day, like just always playing, running routes, uh, throwing the ball, catching and stuff like with your friends on and stuff. Just and especially I'm at the beach too. You know, you want to always have football on the beach. Like you got to. It's like a it's a norm. Like you gotta have that. You know, that's the yeah. thing you have to have. So it's always all football. I mean, I love. I'm big into NFL. Like you know, just actually before this before this whole thing, I was just watching uh. Hard Knocks downstairs on HBO. You know, I'm a Rams fan, so my, they were on there, so I'm really locked in on that. So I was watching that with my friends just before I, we uh, just before we started talking. So I just love football, man, and that was my still one of my favorite sports to this day. So, I mean, that was definitely the other sport, though, if I didn't play basketball. I love that. And growing up, you probably had so many coaches. Who was one coach that you believe that was, like, very pivotal for you? Uh, always my high school coach, Jim Nolan, kind of, uh, you know, just taught me a lot about basketball and taught me a lot. And one of my, like, best parts, best part of my game now is cutting and moving out the ball. And, I mean, that was our offense when I was in high school was was passive cut called PC. So just knowing how to move without the ball and not having a ball in your hand to score. And being, like, the best player on the team, not having a ball in your hand. And people are just like, what? Like, because that don't even make sense. Especially high school, kids, ball dominant. It's like point guards, everybody has a ball in their hand. thousand times, thousand dribbles, score the ball. I'm more – I can have the ball and I can play without it. So, cutting and all that, moving out the ball, helped this big part of my game now. And just helps me score in, in different ways, you know what I'm saying? So, He's definitely was the helped me big time. Just got me better. Got me to learn more about the game. I love that. And aside from basketball, uh, what is your you know what do you love? Like what do you, what do you enjoy doing most? You know, you're referencing now. You're hanging out with friends and probably family on the beach. You know, plus yep. uh, bubble. And uh, what are some other things that people don't know about you? Uh, I'm so. A big video game, you know, when I get home, when I go back to home, definitely go back to streaming. That's I, I Since the bubble, I've been streaming, you know, because I left all my stuff at home, but like my whole setup, but I've been streaming all the time. It's a big thing in that. That's probably, that's probably the what other biggest thing. What games do you play? What games are you playing? So big, big Call of Duty, like big. Like, Warzone? That's, yeah, like big. Like, yeah, so, so I have a funny story with that. So I got... Uh, my friends are all, like, pretty serious, too. One of them, like, competes. He even made a tournament, like, last week. Oh, and, yeah, and um, to the point they all had bigger screens. And I don't know if you know this, but they've got monitors specifically for them. So it's quicker reaction time. 100%. Yeah, that had a so they, that had a yeah, yeah I, did, I wasn't aware of that. I was like, oh, bigger TV, probably could see more. They're like, no, man, it's the complete opposite. You get a smaller monitor worse. and you could see quite, yeah. 
And so I, I moved to California recently and my boss slash mentor has one in his house. And I was like, totally shook that he even had one. He never even touched it. I made an account real quick, played with my friends one night. And then the next day at his house. And then the next day I texted him. I was like, Hey, can I come over to play PlayStation? <laughs> he responds to me and he goes, he's like, no, he's like, we're going to go to Walmart. I'm going to buy you one with a new TV housewarming gift. I'm like, let's go. Yeah, see, man. So okay. since then, so since then, I've been playing a little, so we definitely got to play. That that would be that would be sick. Uh, what uh, do you play yeah. on? Do you play PC, Xbox, PC, PlayStation? Yeah, so I'm, a, so I'm a, I was Xbox, but now I'm strictly PC. Okay, so you really gaming? hundred percent, hundred like yeah, like big, big gamer, bro, big. That's so Good. great, man. I love that. So it's gaming, friends, and family, and and then basketball. That, that's great. Yeah, for sure. Really, that's all. I love that, man. You know, thank you so much. You know, I don't want to take any more of your time. I appreciate you. Um, you know, I'm watching everything you're doing. It's, it's awesome. Uh, coming on here means a lot to me. Um, and for everyone listening, um, thank you so much for listening and clearing out Mikel Bridges, starting forward for the Phoenix Suns.